Welcome to Switcher Chats, music interviews brought to you by Music Matters with Daryl Craig Harris and Music Tribes Unite. Jenna Bush, how are you doing today? I'm very good. How are you? I am fantastic. And I actually, we met um, during Thanksgiving in person, although we had, I, I was very familiar with your work um, through our mutual friend, Jeffrey Henderson. Yes. Who's an amazing artist and uh, somebody you know very well. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I live with him, so, you know. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, I wasn't, I wasn't going to go there, but that's cool. That's there right. go. Yeah, he's a great guy and a super talented artist. And uh, so how did you get started? You have such a huge background and, and Legion of Leia was one of the things we just talked about um, as a blogger, journalist. TV reporter, interviewer. Um, how did that all start for you? Um, it was a weird, twisty way in. Um, I started as an actor. I was a musical theater major in college. Oddly enough, don't love musicals, like being in them, but not listening to them so much. Well, there right. are exceptions, of course. Um, <laughs> but but I know that's a very strange thing when I tell people I'm not really a big musical fan. They're like, yeah. but, but didn't you go to college for that? Well, it's but, funny because you like you like to perform, you like to sing, but you know you got to figure out what vehicle is going to work. I just don't want to watch other people do it. Exactly, there but you that's go. <laughs> not weird at all. Um, so I started there, and I started as an actor, um, and I was always somebody who was into writing. But I did that sort of training. Went to New York, did it for a while. I played Evita for about a year, and then awesome. I got tired and decided I didn't want to do it anymore. So I moved into makeup, which is my day job, and paid a lot better than everything else. Right. Um, no, that's fun. That's fun and creative. And yeah, yeah I had I had a blast doing it. I did that for a while. And then one day I had moved to L.A. And then one day a friend of mine from high school named Chris Radke called me and said, you're the only person I know in Los Angeles who I know can do on camera stuff. And would you interview Morgan Freeman and Jack Nicholson? Wow, no pressure. And, yeah, and, and well, you don't like you don't ever say no to things like that, particularly Absolutely. as an actor with with improv training. You, you say yes to everything. And then you ask, what the hell? So, yeah, so I interviewed them um, and then they said, and what act, so what movie was that for? Uh, bucket list. Uh, I kind of I knew that, but I was going to ask anyway, because that's one of my favorite movies. <laughs> yeah, that was really that was really, really fun. So yeah. it was great. It was a really fun experience. They asked me to start reviewing. Um, when the other people who worked at UGO, which was is no longer around, but that was the website at the time, oh, okay. um, they asked me to, to do a bunch of stuff. And I said, you guys don't know that I'm a huge gamer, right? And they said, no, like, you guys don't know that I'm a huge geek, do you? And they said, no. I was like, oh, yeah. Huge. You know what you're in for. <laughs> oh, my God. So I started covering video games, comic books, uh, movies, TV, anything in the geek world. Um, I did stuff on camera. I wrote, I did red carpets, went to events. Um, mm -hmm. And then my life just sort of exploded. Yeah, it's <laughs> so, all kind of gone on from there. And one of, the, one of the things we talked about was you actually go do, you do a lot of the Comic-Con, I guess all of them. Um, oh, so many of them. Right, and oftentimes you're a panel host. And tell me what that, is. I mean, I've never been to one, but I, you all have kind of heard about that. What's that like? <laughs> it's as a crazy. journalist and as a, just as a fan too, right? <laughs> well, weirdly enough, I have never gone to a convention as a fan. I mean, oh, okay. I am a fan and I'm at the convention, right, but right, I, got I you. go I got because, so yeah, my first year I begged uh, my editor at the time, Jordan Hoffman, who is a super cool guy. I begged him to let me go. I was like, I want to cover Comic-Con. I've never been. And mm. if anybody should be at Comic-Con, it's me. So he said, <laughs> yeah, perfect sense. <laughs> oh my God. He, he grabbed, he was the nicest man. I got there. He's like, hi, it's nice to meet you. Let's go. And then just dragged me around the con said, 
here's this person's doing this talk. I didn't know who half these people were um, right. because a lot of them were new projects that were coming out. And, you know, a lot of times with um, comic artists and things like that, you don't know what they look like. You just know their work. So I just, I did interview after interview for all the Wednesday through Sunday, nonstop on camera, off camera. I filmed him when he, cause he wanted to do Star Trek cause he's a huge Star Trek fan. Uh. And then a couple of years later, I got asked to moderate panels. The first one I did was Falling Skies. Um, awesome. And, yeah. and it, it was so much fun. There's a weird, it's a weird skill because it's not, um, you'd think that, so, you know, some places you make up your own questions, some places they tell you points they want to hit, um, but you have to make sure that it's not about you. You're there to right. facilitate. You can make quippy little jokes, but very small because in the end, no one cares that you're there. And it's something that I see a lot of where people are like, oh, this is a perfect chance to monologue. And right. Yeah. And also, yeah. too, like, I mean, there's a couple of really great things about those is that, first of all, you hit a lot of major stars are there all of yeah. them. And I know you, you know, I know you had worked with Stan Lee and I know he was a big fan of doing this. Um, and then the other thing is like just being able to interact with these A-listers, kind of be able to tick check them off your list and really like to talk with but also you, <laughs> along with that you don't have much time right you get five minutes with them you get a couple well, of minutes here and there in a way yes in a way no like well, I, I guess in, the panels are a little different but yeah the panels you have a ton of time and oddly enough i used to do there was a show on the bbc called merlin um that anthony mm. stewart head was in love that show yeah. oh it was such a great show i used to moderate all their panels at comic-con so i got to know the cast and it was really interesting because you know backstage not only do you get time to to talk to them, but you really get to sit down and like really have fun with them. I actually had a Sharpie fight with Anthony Stewart head. And yeah, okay. we just threw Sharpies at each other. And um, and then Nathan Fillion walked in and then he was eventually on my show with Stan Lee. But it was it's mm. just such a strange thing. But for me, it was sort of an odd situation because I had already been in contact with all of these celebrities when I was doing makeup on them. And ah. also, um, also I've been doing interviews with them for years. So when you go into a press junket, you're doing, you get four minutes generally, sometimes eight if you're lucky. Those are on camera. Off camera, you get like 15, 20, 30 minutes in a hotel yeah. room with them. Which is actually, if you're organized and stuff, that's actually a lot of time, right? It is, it is. And it's funny because when I have to train people to go in and do the same thing, I'd have to tell them like, you think four minutes is a very short amount of time until you sit down and don't remember what you're going to ask. Exactly. Or Harrison, when we talked about Harrison Ford, we're going to get into that too. But oh, yes. having somebody <laughs> having somebody like that staring at you like, okay, kid, go ahead, ask me your yep. questions. <laughs> like that yeah. four minutes could be an eternity, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I also do, like, I'm on a lot of panels now too. And that's kind of a, that's also really fun, a completely different experience. Um it's and I've organized panels and I've written stuff for panels. So it's right. yeah, I, if there's a job in this industry, I've probably done it. And that, you, I mean, what's the situation for you? Like when you get I know we had talked uh, at what Thanksgiving, we were talking about Harrison Ford was one of the notable ones. Yeah. But, um, do you still get do you still get nervous or how is that for you? No, I guess now you kind of at this point, you kind of got to know know a lot of them. But yeah, you know, it's funny. It, it's people start to recognize you after a while, particularly mm -hmm. in the beginning um, with me in the geek world, because there really weren't, I mean, there were, there were women, obviously a zillion women in the geek stuff, but there weren't a lot of female reporters covering geeks. So it was just uh, most set visits were like me and 17 guys. And Absolutely. yeah, so it was, so people started to remember you. I also used to dye my hair red underneath and, you know, 
nobody was really well not nobody was really doing that yeah, last but it helps you, that. helps you stand out which is good but, right yeah at the time yeah. on a red carpet there you didn't see a lot of people with strange hair and so right yeah, and also my name's jenna bush so yeah <laughs> you get and russell, go, huh? what? <laughs> russell brand sang me a song about my last name that's funny yeah and nobody because he said when i got into that that was the first time i interviewed him for forgetting summer marshall it was a junket in hawaii and i got in and he said jenna bush jenna bush jenna bush and no one has ever been able to say my name one time or without my last name since then. So that's fine. Hey, you know what? Everybody has to have a tagline. That's hey, they remember me. So that's, your, that's, that's, cool. that's your brand. That's your brand. Yeah. Hey, but no, I don't told. really, yeah, like I don't really get that nervous anymore. I mean, and, you know, so you start to, to see people outside of work and they start to recognize mm -hmm. you. And then also, you know, I did start as an actor. So, you know, I'm, I'm overwhelmed by their talent and I'm really impressed right. by their talent, but they're just people. So, yeah. And that's really like me when I, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm a photographer and that kind of stuff, but I'm actually, when I'm shooting with miles, I'm more worried about like the light and the camera. Yeah. Angles. Like, I mean, yeah. Okay. It's a great, it's a beautiful girl. That's good. But you know, cause you're kind of the same thing. You're like worried about the questions. You yeah. But make like sure stand you're... correctly, please. Ex like that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, TV and then TV is a whole nother thing. Yeah. Who, who's, who's some of the, um, well, actually let's, have, let's talk about Stan Lee. So tell me yeah. about that, that story. I mean, he's a beloved um, guy. Um, yeah. he, I guess when did he pass? It was a couple, a couple years, years ago. Now? Yeah, right. he was, it was a strange situation. I had interviewed him once and I remember he was wearing a salmon shirt and I told him I loved his shirt and he was like, that's just delightful. And he grabbed my hand and he said, thank you. I like this shirt too, but I have favorite sweaters. And he does, he had favorite sweaters. Like his green one was his very famous green v-neck. Um, and so one day someone came up to me and said, we'd like you to do a project for us. And I asked what it was. And they said, it's a show with Stan Lee. So Stan and I did a web series called cocktails with Stan, where we awesome. interviewed people together. So, you know, we had all these different celebrities on and what was really crazy was, you know, Stan's the nicest man or was the nicest man. And, and he, he always had the ability to turn on the charm when he needed to, even if he was exhausted. And, you know, we would shoot at a restaurant and we'd shoot several things a day. And, you know, he wasn't, you know, he was in his nineties when we were doing the show. Right. So. But he, he knew, I mean, people, people loved him. He was, he was so oh. revered, right? Oh yeah. And then people would just start sobbing. And so I remember um, we were shooting in a restaurant that was closed at the time. And one of the waiters came running in and he's, you know, Stan was exhausted. He was like, I have to get some sleep. This guy ran in and he's like, Mr. Williams, I just, I had to meet you. And he was like hyperventilating and Stan went from exhausted to <gasps> excelsior and just cheered right up, signed <laughs> everything, asked him questions about himself, about his family. And that's just the kind of guy he was. He was really yeah. good. Yeah, you kind of, you know, it's, it's funny because we've both met a lot of celebrities and you never quite know how they're yeah. going to be. So when you meet somebody who's really famous, like, I mean, he was obviously globally famous and you meet yeah. somebody like that and they're the nicest people, you're kind of like, oh. <laughs> oh, it's so wonderful. I think I told you this at Thanksgiving, but I have written a bunch of um, books and, and comics and things. And so um, the, I had done some comics for something called Womanthology Heroic, which was um, it, this big anthology written, inked, penciled, everything by women. And we did a Kickstarter. We broke a record on Kickstarter. It sort of changed awesome. the comic industry. Um, I went in the first day to Stan and he said, hi, Jen, I know everything about you. I know you wrote a comic. Will you please bring it in and sign it for me? Uh -huh. <laughs> what do you do with that? Like, I know. That's so nice. <laughs> it was. Yeah. 
And he asked me about it the next time. I did bring it in, but oh, and my yeah. cat's ears are popping up as we as we do. This. Oh, that's okay. We we like we like kitties. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. Um, yeah, that's. I mean, like you know, guys like that. I mean, sadly, we're, we've lost a lot of them because a lot of the icons, you know, they're kind of older these days. Um, who who are some of the people that really pop out in your mind as some of your very favorite interviews? I know you have you have a quite a yeah. list. Yeah, um, Helen Mirren is one. Oh, um, okay. I love her. I love her so much. I always have loved her. And getting a chance to talk to her and to just be around a presence like that, somebody who has not, is not just an incredible actor, but somebody who has made some of the quippiest and most awesome comments I have ever heard. I love her. Oh. Um, I always loved Russell Brand doing interviews with him because you don't know what is coming out of that. Yeah, and he's a smart guy. Oh, I mean, yeah. That's, that's the thing. Like, people kind of think of him like, oh, kind of a stoner guy. But no, he's super smart. I met his mom. Really interesting. Oh, okay. I was, uh, <laughs> we were doing... I know, that, that makes me wonder how his mom would be. She was very nice. Awesome. Very nice. Yeah. I haven't talked to him in many years. But um, but I don't know him outside of work, obviously. But right. um, but I was doing an interview in London for Get Him to the Greek, and I was the last interview of the day, and he was like, "Come over and meet my mom." It's like Aww. Hi, Russell Brand's mom. It's very nice to meet you. So yeah, yeah he was a really fun one. Um, but you know, I think it's it's the geek celebrities that I love so much. Ming Na Wen, who is a super geek. I mean, everyone knows that now. But I remember I was doing makeup for. Um, a documentary on Nightmare on Elm Street um, oh, okay. and also interviewing and blogging at the same time. So I had to run out between makeup sessions to go sit in my car and interview ming -Nan. She was like, oh, another <laughs> geek girl. Yeah, I mean, this was many years ago, but it was, right. it was yeah, really cool. Awesome. Tell, tell me, um, tell me your Star Wars story because you have a very strong connection to Star Wars. Actually, your partner Jeffrey yes. has also has a connection, <laughs> which is awesome. Yeah. You won, actually won the international Star Wars short film or film competition a couple yeah. of years ago, which is and went. You guys went to London and did I didn't Lucas. get to go with him. Oh, I had didn't? to oh. work, and it was last oh. minute. We've been to London together since, but um, right. no, I had to sit up. It was like I don't know, two or three in the morning when he got his award, and we knew he was Aww. getting. It, but we didn't know what it was, so yeah. I got. What, to what was the, What was the name of that? I'm sorry. What was the name of the film? Oh, uh, the Sable Corsair, and it is so yeah. cool, and you can still find it. So Star Wars: The Sable Corsair. If you look it up, you will find it and be able to watch it, and it's really awesome. Really good. So, yeah. yeah, it was really it was amazing. But yeah, I've been a Star Wars fan since I was a little, little, little kid. I mean, I was Princess Leia for Halloween. I was obsessed with it, and you know, unlike a lot of people, I didn't get teased for being a geek as a kid. I, I never had that. I got all kinds of crazy stuff during Gamergate, but they, as a kid, <laughs> never get me in trouble. But um, but Star Wars, like I wrote chapters for a book called um, Star Wars Psychology, Dark Side of the Mind that was edited by Dr. Travis Langley. And I've just, I've been so deep in that world for so many years and I've interviewed the whole, you know, everybody in the cast. And um, yeah, it, it's uh, it's one of those things now, it's, it's sort of an odd thing because everybody's back into Star Wars, but I don't want to sound like a hipster and go, I was into Star Wars before it was cool because it was always cool. But I saw Star Wars at the drive-in when it first came uh, out. Right, that's, I know. That's how old I am. I guess was it 19? <laughs> was it 77? I guess. I think so. I don't remember seeing the first one in the theater. Apparently, I was there. I do remember uh, seeing okay. it on TV. I do remember Empire Strikes Back in the theater because I was wearing footy pajamas and got sick from eating too many Twizzlers. 
Uh, well, that's yeah, Twizzlers will do you. <laughs> I've never funny. eaten one since. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I've got a peppermint schnapps story like that. But anyway. Oh, so, I do too. <laughs> yeah. So Don't tell me that. about so one of the things we, we had talked about a little bit was Harrison Ford. Tell me about the Harrison Ford interview and what that's like. Okay. <laughs> you, so, got, you had some kind of funny stories about Yeah, that. he's he's fun. He's um he's notorious for being a difficult interview. Um he would tell you that himself. He has said it on many, many in many places on many he's, shows. Been, he's probably been doing them just now forever and ever and ever yeah yeah and i'm sure he always gets the same question and that's got to drive you crazy but but he's right. sort of known for that to just and, and not like a bad person just difficult interviews so right. um i remember the first time i interviewed him was for cowboys and aliens and he another, had another great great film actually. oh i love that film and we went so to it shouldn't that's a film that should not work but it totally does it should not work at all but it absolutely does but yeah i was in i think we were in montana for that and i do remember they were herding cows behind us they had these tents set up that were open in the back um oh. for the on-camera interviews i don't think i told you this at thanksgiving no uh, yeah, they that's were herding yeah. them back and forth and there was some cattle sex going on in the back of one of the interviews. And then they had to recall it. It was a mess. Yeah. So, it's hard but, to explain to your editor. Well, you know. <laughs> it really is. It really is. And so I had so done a, you know, a question with him during the roundtables where we're all just sitting outside at a table. And he had this look when I, you know, everyone else had asked questions. And I said, you know, I have a question for you. And he looked at me and he just had this look on his face like, oh, God, what's she going to ask? <laughs> and I asked him about his research. And the look on his face was like, oh, it's a it's not a normal question okay like yeah. so it wasn't a weird gossipy question or a star wars question or anything and so then i had to go in and do the on-camera interviews and because i knew he was a difficult interview i did a ton of research read every interview he'd done recently and he talked about a book he was reading at the time i knew my father had read that book so i called him and i was like dad tell me everything about the book tell me in like five minutes break it down so he did and so there's this thing when you go into these interviews so you have your little cards with your questions or memorize them and you go in and sit down, but there's this real awkward few minutes where right. they're touching up their makeup, putting You're my mic on. Right. Yeah. And a lot of the times, you know, you, you just have to have some like banter, which is normally comfortable, but he's not a banter kind of guy. So I was like, Hey, while we're getting ready, I, I heard you read this book. My dad's reading it too. And I brought up a couple questions about it and that started the interview off really well. So oh, it, nice. Yeah. yeah. So then later I got him for Blade Runner 2049. He was paired with Ryan Gosling and he was joking about like, you know, I don't like to answer questions about, or I don't like to talk about my movies. And I was like, yes, yes, I do. But he was yeah. laughing. So it was great. I think a lot of times too, what I found is when you, when you let them know that you care about them more than, than just being a celebrity or just for the thing they're obviously known for yeah. that kind of like, Oh, this is that, that that's happened to me a couple of times. We were talking about that. Like they like, they appreciate that so much. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and you can sometimes, sometimes you have to do questions that are specific to your outlet. So especially with a four minute interview, you don't really have a lot of time to ask about this obscure project they did 10 yeah, years you ago. Can't dive, you can't deep dive. Yeah, but you <laughs> yeah. can do it in the couple moments leading up to when you start. And mm -hmm. that's really a, a kind of a fun a fun thing. I think, you know, and I think that that's such a good lesson for people that are, and I'm actually, I'm going to ask you about your advice for, for younger people getting into this, but um, I think that's such a good lesson because people just want to be related to as people, not as a celebrity, generally, yeah. not everybody, but oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. And once they realize like you actually care about them as a person and you care about their actual story beyond the celebrity stuff, I think it tends to like go, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know? 
Yeah, because I can't imagine, like, I've gotten little teeny tiny itty bitty tastes of it. And it, it's a weird thing. And I can't imagine, like, not being able to go to the grocery store without people stopping right. you or anything like that. Though, you know, with journalists, and then the other thing is you always get the journalists who are either brand new and really excited and forget what they're saying. Or oh, I actually watched one. I won't say with who or what movie, but I watched one where usually you're by yourself with the celebrity and then the crew people. But this one was at an outdoor thing and everyone was watching everyone else do interviews. And uh, no burger, pressure. Oh my God. <laughs> Even I, after many years of doing this, and I don't get nervous, I was like, this is weird, dude. This is weird. So this poor girl, it was her very first interview, and she went to interview with a notoriously difficult actor and started sobbing because she couldn't remember her questions. Oh, no. And, oh. and the thing is that the actor ended up being really sweet and said, don't stress. I don't bite. It's cool. I'm really friendly. I'm a nice guy, which yeah. is not what he's known for. But, right. but he he let her and we all said, don't worry about it. We'll let you back in whenever you need to get back in. Just go write down your questions. It's OK to have them. Yeah, and I think the thing is that if you're, you know, with the interviewing thing, if you're honest and you're like straight up and they see that you're sincere, yeah. they'll, overlook the, they'll overlook the flaws. It doesn't have to be perfect. It has to be truthful. It has to be some some substance, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good big deal. <laughs> yeah. That, that's that's the important part. Um, what's your advice for people that want to get into, I mean, really you do so much, but blogging and interviewing and being on camera, what, what's some of the things that you've really learned that are very important? Well, for on-camera stuff, take an improv class, even if you suck at mm. it because you don't have to perform, but you should get used to the idea of coming up with things on the fly with answering yes to things with you have to be really good at listening to what someone's saying, because very often what you find when you're doing stuff on camera is you're like, what do I look like? How is my hair? How are they responding? Am I getting the questions I want? Is this going to be a sound bite? When what you really have, or what's my next question? What you really have to do is listen to what they're saying and then build off it. And right. an improv class, even if you're awful at it, will really help. Um, another thing is, you know, looking people in the eye, you know, it's, it's different right now because we're all doing stuff on Zoom. But when you're doing something in person, you know, you, you have to look at people's eyes. You have to understand that, like, this is another person. This is not whatever they've done, however talented they are, however wonderful or terrible, they're just a person. They have the same insecurities that you do. They're also wondering about their hair. They are also wondering what question you're going to ask them next. It happens all the time. And, yeah. and then the other thing is, look, if the interview gets derailed, it gets derailed. And no matter you know what people say, sometimes they're just going to go off on a tangent. I've done um, interviews with certain celebrities where you ask them one question and then they just go. And you just you just got to <laughs> abandon the fact that you don't yeah. you can't ask your questions. I mean, some, sometimes talk. that's a sometimes that's a gift because they're going to give you stuff that you couldn't have possibly thought to ask. <laughs> I got a quiz at a Harry Potter junket from Ezra Miller about what he was drawing on a balloon. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> Interesting. But people liked it, so that's cool. Yeah, you know what? I mean, I think the thing is too, like you said, people they tend to ask the same obvious questions. Which, yeah, I mean, that's kind of low hanging fruit. But to dig a little deeper and, and to kind of go at them as a person, another person beyond the celebrity, that's where you kind of get the gold nuggets, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, know? absolutely. 
Um, how can people find you online? I know you have a bunch of different outlets and your Twitter is very active. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm on Twitter a lot. I do a lot of <laughs> yeah. social media, evil as it is. It's part of my job. So, um, yeah, so you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jenna Bush and it's B-U-S-C-H, like the beer, not the president. I get a lot of messages for the other Jenna Bush. People <laughs> right. send me pictures of their grandchildren and yell at me. And I'm like, look, my dad's on Twitter, but he's not the former president. Um, I'm on Facebook, Jenna Bush public page or Jenna Bush 13. And you can find all the, I, the books that I do chapters for in a, something called the psych geek series. So we have star Wars, game of Thrones, psychology, Joker, psychology, um, captain America versus iron man, psychology, daredevil, supernatural, wow, uh, wonder woman. There's so many of them. And you actually, um, you started a, a new podcast series, hysterical. Is that correct? I did though. We're on hiatus right now. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's a, that one is a history podcast with my co-host, Anastasia Washington. We used to do the Legion of Leia podcast, which we don't do anymore, but um, she's an amazing comedian. And uh, so we've worked together for a long time and she's absolutely wonderful. Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I know you're, you're busy, busy. And actually tomorrow, I think you said you're going to the Matrix. Um, I am. Uh, yeah. So tell I'm me. Very actually, excited. Yeah. I was asking you, so how many Matrix films are there? Because it just seems like there's a million. <laughs> Let's just say a lot. Um, there's the trilogy, there's the Animatrix and, you know, assorted little side things, but it's, but I'm really excited for it. I won't be able to talk about it until a certain date, but I, yeah. um, and also it's one of those movies where I, I feel like with, like with at least with the second two um, in the series, you have to watch it several times before you can really. Yeah, those those films are, are they're they're pretty deep, and I mean I I'm a I'm a huge fan of of uh, Keanu, of course. And, Me I mean too. just just what they that they what they've done. It's it's I mean that the sci-fi thing. It's hard to pull those off where they're believable, right? Yeah, yeah, and it's sort of an odd thing too because now you know not not just now with the matrix but in general you know a lot of times they they get so complex that you do you watch videos and you read breakdowns and right you know, and that's okay yeah. now and that's kind of a fun thing to that's do. Right, like that's where you two. get to, yeah you get to get your geek on right yeah. <laughs> so, yeah that's awesome well thank you so much for joining me everybody please check out jenna bush at jennabush.net correct yes that's the website yes. and uh, we're going to put all of your links on the podcast series and on the video so people can find you oh, it's really you. neat and we really just scratched the service because you have you're in a bunch of different documentaries it's oh, it's yeah. a very it's a very busy career let's just say that. <laughs> it's fun it is exhausting but i wouldn't trade it for anything well thank you so much for joining us and uh we look forward to talking to you again absolutely awesome thanks so much you can follow us on all major podcast outlets at music matters with daryl craig harris Thanks for joining us and catch you next time.